Busted Open. The authority on all things pro wrestling. I'm going to give you that inside track as a talent because I was one. Where the fighting spills outside the ring. And to bully you too. This is Busted Open. <laughs> this is the Bully Ray Show. And no topic is off limits. The Hallmark holiday made up for sheep like you to spend their money. I don't have an athletic bone in my body. I get winded on the elevator. Welcome to Busted Open on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Yeah, let's get it, pro wrestling fans. Welcome in on a Saturday. You know what time it is. It's Busted Open time. I'm your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell. And joining me on this Saturday, we head out to the Midwest to my favorite city to one of my favorite hosts joining us on a Saturday. You can hear him on ESPN Chicago. And oh yeah, you can hear him right here on the Fight Nation airwaves. The one and only Jonathan Hood joining me on a Saturday. What's up, John? What is up, Ryan McKinnell? Boy, what a great Friday of pro wrestling that we had. I cannot wait to dive in in granular detail on everything that we saw on Friday. What a great time to be a wrestling fan, huh? Granular detail. I like that. You really painted a picture there for us on a Saturday. You're right. A fine-tooth comb, Jonathan. But we are going to get into it. 877-344-4893. No, man, and you're not, uh, you're not lying. We talked about it a lot, right? It is a great time to be a pro wrestling fan. And going back to, I mean, months and months and months ago where the releases started happening, the talk started happening about potential, oh, Brian Danielson showing up, CM Punk showing up at AEW. I see said can you imagine a time and this uh, this was months ago right that we could theoretically be looking at like a wwe led by a roman reigns brock lesnar maybe a return of a dwayne the rock johnson going head to head right with cm punk brian danielson adam cole kenny omega the, the young bucks the list goes on and on and now we look at what we saw last night with a little bit of a half hour bleed in uh that happened with the with the two shows with rampage and with uh with uh smackdown you look at the way the obviously the talent has shown up and and, and the debuts have already happened jonathan that's the reality we are now living uh the competition is there i'm not going to call it a war yet because you and i lived through the 90s but but some Something's happening, Jonathan Hood, and it feels good. It, it's great for us as wrestling fans. I think that what we lose sight in, is, is for some wrestling fans, is it's a win for all of us, right? No matter oh, if yeah. you're battling yeah. somebody, yeah. if you're battling someone on social media, whether uh, you know on Twitter or whatever, and you're saying that my, I raised a flag for WWE or I raised a flag for AEW, you know what? You fan how you want to fan. You do what you, you do. You as a wrestling fan. But the point is, though, is that at least wrestling's in the mainstream where everyone's talking about this upstart AEW, everyone is looking at WWE and saying, boy, they're stepping up their game. And I always remember this, and this is not conjecture. This has been something that's been talked about a long time. Going back to Eric Bischoff and WCW, Vince McMahon is at his best when there's competition. You can yes. see that yes. before AEW, when it was just TNA, when it was just independence, I think WWE got lazy with their booking, and they just kind of just rolled the ball out and said, well, you know, we're the best, so here you go. But you could just see, just from SmackDown being an extra half hour, a little bit of a cherry on the Sunday, a little extra half hour, you could tell that Vince McMahon is into this as well because competition makes him at his very best. 
And what was that extra half hour as we talk about SmackDown last night bleeding into Rampage, Supersize SmackDown? That extra half hour was a effing banger of a match between the ladies, right? As uh, uh, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch went to war with uh, Bianca Belair ringside, and then it bleeds into a Brock Lesnar contract signing. The biggest star in pro wrestling anchoring your Friday night with Brock Lesnar with a, with a, essentially a, a, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I don't want to say a classic, right? It's a continuation sure. of a classic story. When you talk about Sasha and Becky, this was another n- chapter in that book, and it happened in a big way last night. And, and not just in a big way, with, with all the shine, Jonathan Hood, as you said, right? Uh, uh, the competition makes the everyone better. It makes everyone okay. raise their game. Certainly making Vince McMahon raise his game, because it was clear last night, when, when you go with a banger like that with a match, and then you put Brock Lesnar to end the show, and obviously we'll recap. We'll get into all that. Uh, it speaks volumes to where we're at and the the fervor for competition, Jonathan. Now, uh, here's, again, fans are different. I will speak for me as an old school wrestling fan is that story and uh, payoff of that story will always trump just matches. Right. You can, you can have Hey, you and I can come up with for the next three hours dream matches for either side. Right. For the WWE or for a W. You can, we can come up with dream matches and say, boy, these would be great matches to see. But nothing like a story like Roman Reigns. Right. Roman Reigns story is the most interesting story in wrestling. And you know why? Because it comes across real. It's the most real Roman Reigns that we've seen. And so when you see him pissed off at Paul Heyman in this love triangle with Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns and with Brock Lesnar, it's compelling. You know why? Because they're building a story arc, something that we've bitched about for a long time with the WWE, where you say, "Okay, well, here's a two week build and then the blow off. Here's a three week build then the pay-per-view. Here's a here's. Here's a storyline that you dropped midstream because the audience of one Vince McMahon didn't like it. At least with Roman Reigns, it's the most Roman Reigns that we've ever seen. It's the the Reigns that we saw at Florida Championship Wrestling. People, go back and watch the old Florida Championship Wrestling and watch when Roman came in. Roman was that heel. He had suits on. He was checking his watch, all that stuff. I'm like, that guy's a heel. Then he became sucker and suckatash Roman Reigns, right? That sucked. And now you take a look at the Reigns now. It's the most real reigns we have and so that's why that resonated with me so much at, at the end of smackdown lesnar with the mic the power of the spoken word didn't say a lot but when he says something no. you lean in and listen and so even roman reigns and, and paul Heyman, that end of that told a great story about what's going to happen at crown jewel so just keep in mind i love great matches you love great matches but there's nothing like a story uh, trying to get to a crescendo and getting the big payoff and here's the other thing. As we talk about Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar and the orbit of Paul Heyman, we knew this was coming. <laughs> we knew this was coming a year ago. We saw the way this was setting up with the bloodline, getting the family to choose sides, bringing over the Usos. Then it was probably going to be Lesnar. Then potentially Dwayne Johnson down the line, right? Now there's now, now, now there's, 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 there's talk that maybe uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and Roman Reigns isn't happening even at this year's WrestleMania. Maybe it gets pushed off to the next WrestleMania. I don't even care. Have Roman Reigns hold the belt for that long. That's how you know this is that good, is that we saw it coming months, a year ago. Whatever you want to... Whatever pinpoint, whatever timeline you want to pinpoint, right? We knew this was coming. It's still gold, Jonathan Hood. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then with Brock Lesnar being in the mix, too, it just makes it seem big. It's a WrestleMania that we're yeah. going to see with these two coming up. It's not even WrestleMania. Uh, it's a crown jewel, but it's a WrestleMania-type tentpole event. 
uh, that the WWE is going to have. And it's all because of Roman Reigns. But also, we got to just mention the importance of Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman, this is a different level of Paul Heyman, right? You and I grew up watching Paul Heyman, watching him in ECW before that, I, being in the Midwest, seeing him in the AWA, or working for Vern Gagne, and seeing him as this psycho yuppie in WCW. Like, he had, you, you could see he was kind of the same guy. Same guy, he was in Memphis. Just this is psycho yuppie guy, big mouth New York guy. People say that he's like the New York version of Jim Cornette. And then he comes to the WWE, and you see this guy. When, when he was running SmackDown, I was a big fan of SmackDown because it was yes. different than Raw, right? I was a well, huge competition. Guy. There was interpromotional competition yes. at that point. I think it's specifically late 90s, uh, yeah. or, well, early 2000s, right? It was Heyman taking that responsibility on his back. Like, I'll show you. I can, I can make, I can book. I, Vince, I'll make you a believer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and I was into his brand, knowing that he wrote it. Ryan, when I was watching, I was watching SmackDown religiously because Heyman and his uh, mindset was writing that show. From there, you see the kind of guy that he was with the new ECW, and then you see him now. It's a whole different uh, Paul Heyman, where it's business Paul Heyman, it's dishonest Paul Heyman, but it's not the Heyman that we saw as Paulie Dangerously. It's a different. So even his level, his personality is different. Roman Reigns is different. Brock Lesnar is different. So it's a fresh paint, uh, fresh coat of paint for all three of these characters all coming together. Well, there's a legacy now, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's, when you talk about Heyman, you just ran down the the, the, the sort of the his, history, sort of uh, the timeline of what we've been dealing with when we talk about Paul Lee, when you talk about Heyman. Well, it's been decade after decade after decade of this story and building to this moment to where when you say the words Paul Heyman, it evokes all these sort of different emotions, all these sort of different thoughts. And Paul knows that, and he's using that to his advantage to, in terms of building this character out and what we're and what we're living with Roman Reigns and this this like you said this a, a new wrinkle in the in the yeah. sort of weaselness, if you will, of Paul yeah, Heyman. And right. it's, uh, it's beautiful to see, man. It's beautiful to see. And speaking of as we talk about, you know, watching, seeing what we saw last night on Friday night, I want to hear how the nation watched. Did you watch one show? Did you watch both shows? How did you consume? Because, Jonathan, last night I sent out a tweet of me uh, uh, double-timing it, right? I was watching Rampage and I was watching Friday Night SmackDown. And I sent out a tweet and I said, can you even call yourself a pro wrestling fan if you're not watching like this right now? Like if you're if you're if your viewpoint isn't what I'm looking at right now, are you a pro wrestling fan? And of course, it was the laptop and the TV, and I'm watching both shows. And then I had a bunch of angry pro wrestling fans jumping into my mentions saying, "Well, I must not be a pro wrestling fan because well, I don't watch sports entertainment." Right? There were a lot of people that were coming like, "You shouldn't have used that word, Ryan, because you're not watching two pro wrestling shows. You're just watching one pro wrestling show." Listen. Jonathan, I saw you kind of throw your hands up. That is, these people don't appreciate a good war, brother. They don't appreciate a good war. You want a hot take? Here's a hot take. I know it's early, but I'm going to give you a hot take. How about this? How about for the majority of SmackDown, because it's Roman Reigns, a different Roman Reigns, a different Paul Heyman, a different Brock Lesnar, a babyface Brock Lesnar, how about that's pro wrestling? How yes. about how, how about SmackDown, the majority of SmackDown, that's pro wrestling? You want sports entertainment? Watch Mondays. How about that? How about that? How about how about Do I, I have tell to? No, no, no. So, you, hey, if I if I said which if I put side by side Raw and on one screen and SmackDown on the other, 
Which one would you say is a pro wrestling show? Oh, now and you sp- specifically coming off of Becky and Sasha and the and the and the King of the Ring tournament and that great promo by Seth Rollins and then obviously the anchor that is Roman Reigns. Come on, man, you know which See? one's the pro wrestling show. So so that, so you know what you know those guys should be in your mentions, okay? So so I mean Thanks, what Tyler. we saw is two pretty much <laughs> we saw pretty much two wrestling shows, two pro wrestling shows on Friday. How about that? How about that? So. As we sit here, which one was better, Nation? Which one did you enjoy more out of the two pro wrestling shows? Rampage? Smackdown? Oh, the chaos is here, and I am here for it, Jonathan Hood. That's the other thing is, uh, I, I mean, we joke about the war. I don't know, joke or serious. I mean, some people take it way too seriously. I saw some posts this week. People need to get outside of their house and uh, enjoy life outside of pro wrestling. Get, get some air, brother. Yeah, man, there's some people taking this shit way too seriously. But we're here for it, Jonathan. I'm here for the excitement. And it is true. Like, I mean, it is true. Listen, uh, we're going to talk about it as the three hours go on. Tony Khan this week with his words to oh, Vince boy. McMahon in the WWE, right? Uh, Roman Reigns with his words back to CM Punk and some thoughts on that. There is an entire generation that has no idea what's going on right now, but you and I, we, yeah. we're kind of peeking behind the curtain. We're like, oh, shit, we've seen this before. This could get exciting. <laughs> yes, it can. Uh, again, if you have seen the Attitude Era and seen what happened with uh, with WCW, it's kind of that back and forth, and it's fun. And, again, it yes. just keeps both – we can't lose sight of this, Ryan. It keeps both organizations viable. You plant the flag where you want to plant it. I, it doesn't sure. matter to me. I couldn't care less. Point is, though, is that it makes it interesting. And I will say again, Ring of Honor, NWA, um, you know, all the all the impact. See what's happening with these two. Get in the fight. MLW, get in the fight. I'm wearing an MLW T-shirt today. Get in, get in the fight. Because it can't be these battle of the billionaires. Why don't you get in the fight, too? Spend some money. Get into this because wrestling is at all-time high right now. Well, it feels like we are, right? You talk about MLW, MLW on Vice, uh, mm-hmm. Fight TV doing their thing. In terms of consuming content, like, yes, I can go to SummerSlam and then a couple weeks later turn around and go to All Out. Like, I have no problem with that. Like, you talk about planting a flag. I don't need to plant a flag. My flag is professional wrestling, right? Yeah. Those are the big dogs, right, in the yard, essentially. Sorry, Roman Reigns. When you talk about AEW, you talk about WWE. But as you said... There is so much more out there. And, 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 Jonathan, this is something that we we talk about, I think, a lot on the show, and I think the fans are pretty aware of it. But right now, the, the era that we're living in specifically, I think, is so important, just this sort of oh, recipe that we're dealing with with pro wrestling, right? Yes, you got the two main ingredients. You got the stock and you got the protein with AEW and WWE, right? But then you've got this 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 underlying sort of, of landscape where Jonathan Hood content is king right yes. mlw with vice yo is so and so with streaming deals with fight tv the, there are there are tons of different ways to go about getting your product seen right now mm-hmm. and again it'll never be the 90s it'll never be the attitude era again it doesn't need to be this could be something entirely new and in terms of the scope and the entirety of the pro wrestling world eating i don't know if it's ever been healthier than it is right now yeah, especially from the independence uh, standpoint. Yes, that's, and yes. if, if, if you're an independent wrestler, if you're a former you know, uh, 
if you're a former Ring of Honor or if you're a former WWE superstar, you can still be able to be the independents across North America, around the world, and be able to have a have a living. This is similar yep. to the territory days in a lot of ways, where it's like, well, you're going to wrestle here for about a year, and then we're going to finish you up. You got to move on to the next territory. I mean, that's the way it was back then. Same thing here, man. I mean, I, I mean when your DMs are open and you can get open bookings, it, it only helps other territories, other places around the country, around the world, it's like, boy, that guy was on WWE TV. That person was on Ring of Honor. That guy, and you can, and those people could be in your backyard, and you can make a, a really gainful living there financially. And if you start wrecking shop in Baltimore or London or Miami or mm-hmm. Chicago, or just take a take a take a city, take a hotbed, take an area, a region, whatever, you are going to get noticed that much quicker. Like I think about a Chris Bay out here in Las Vegas, right, mm-hmm. or a Carrying Cross, or who was Kevin Cross, right, Cross, uh, before obviously his run in the WWE. Uh, uh, you know, again, these are the regional talents I'm using because I'm here in Vegas, and those are the guys that I got eyes on years ago. But the 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 book on them, the word on them was quick. It, 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 I'm not saying it wasn't a long, arduous journey to get to where they want to get to. Like, it's still going to be a tough road. That's that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying the opportunity to get eyes on you and to have that buzz there, again, it's uh, it, it's richer than it's ever been before. Yeah, it's, it's a win for all of us wrestling fans, and that that's our bottom line. What we're seeing from AEW and WWE is great, but also, you know, the old adage for years, Ryan, was... Well, uh, I might have an organization in Louisiana. I might be in Mid-South, but how's New York doing? Because how New York's doing, and in this mm-hmm. case, how Jacksonville's doing, uh, really resonates to everyone else. If AEW's doing well, WWE's doing well, not everyone else can eat. Because now wrestling is hot again, and mm-hmm. I'm here for it. It's great. It is. It is great. It's a great time to be a pro wrestling fan. Nation, you know the deal. 877-344-4893. 877-FIGHT93. We're diving into Friday nights. When we come back, let's flip a coin. Smackdown, Rampage. Smackdown, Rampage. All right, Smackdown wins. When we come back, we're diving in <laughs> to Smackdown. Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns. The ladies were on the docket. What God, the King of the Ring tournament was going down. Queen's Crown was going down. Just chaos abound in the pro wrestling world. Great stuff here on a Saturday. God, Jonathan, you, you flipped the coin, right? We're, we, we, we settled it. It's SmackDown, right? I, I understand that, but it's a two-headed coin. That's not fair. Well, we've, been playing, we've been playing with the two-headed coin in the professional wrestling world for many years, Jonathan Hood, but we don't have to any longer. I see you over there. I see you over there, you con man. You keep that with you all the time? You keep that two-headed coin with you all the time? Hey, there's only one con man in wrestling, and we'll discuss that moving forward. Tony? 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 Tony con man? Yeah, I think, I think. Maybe it's Nick Con. I, I oh, won't say who. It might be I Nick like Khan. That's what we call. That's what we call a tease in the in the radio business. Might be Sorry, Khan. Who knows? Quick, quick break. When we come back, we're diving into SmackDown. You're on a Saturday edition of Busted Open. Roman is asking his special counsel Paul Heyman to review the contract. Smart. Never see that. As I'm sure Paul Heyman has many times. Paul Hammond, a man who is advised in hundreds of millions of dollars by Tribal Chief, it's everything that you requested. My counsel, sir, is to sign this contract for Crown Jewel. Now, something's a bit done. Roman Reigns has made his end official. 
to defend the championship this Thursday at Crown Jewel. Paul Heyman throws the pen out of the ring. And now it's time for Beast to make this thing official. You can look at it. But he signed him. It's official. I don't think he signed any line. He signed right over that thing. You go tell him. No way. You must be some kind of a dumbass. <laughs> a big dumb farmer, huh? You just signed it without even reading it. What's wrong with you, man? Roman, I already read the damn contract this morning with my advocate, Paul Heyman. Jonathan Hood, but when Brock Lesnar speaks, the pro wrestling world listens. Something tells me Roman Reigns was listening last night, too. Yes, he was. Oh, that was a great way to end because, again, it just extends the storyline of is Paul Heyman in the corner solely yeah. of Paul, of um, Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns? I just think this is fascinating because here's the thing. Paul didn't deny it to Roman. Do you notice that was one of the? It was just kind of like Ro Roman was just kind of staring at Paul. Paul staring at Roman. Paul holding on to the championship. But all he had to do was just shake his head. <laughs> no, like he's he's bullshitting. Like, this is not true. This is not happening. He never denied it. So now what it happens next more, week? It was more of a, right. Go. It was more of the look. It was more of the look of 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 Heyman being like that mother that son of a. I can't yeah. believe he said something. But that's a little nuance, right? It keeps us guessing. And to your that's point. Right. Keep us tuned in next Thursday. That 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 and that is the essence of great storytelling. I mean, that's the essence yep. of wrestling anyway. That's the way. That's what it was built on. The foundation is is uh, here's our set of matches. Here's a set of storylines to get you to the next week. Not just cold matches and say tune in next week. So that is a cliffhanger for Crown Jewel. I, I've been loving this every week. It's must see. The number one must see thing for me in wrestling is this storyline right now. And that is, first of all, I agree, and I'm on the record as saying that, as well as other things. Like, I mean, I mean, in terms of Roman Reigns putting this entire company on his back, uh, uh, <laughs> making Friday night, uh, you know, one of the most watchable nights in pro wrestling with Rampage and and uh, SmackDown going back to back, uh, always uh, so often, and the work that Roman's been doing. And again. It, seeing it coming, knowing that this was where the story arc was going to be going, knowing that these are the sort of the relationships they were going to be touching on, none of it matters because it's just so well executed. And when you talk about uh, Roman Reigns being the best thing in pro wrestling and this storyline being the best thing in pro wrestling, again, Jonathan, I agree, but what a testament that is to how good Roman is right now because in my heart, I want it to be Danielson. I want it to be Punk. I want it to be the things going on in AEW. I'm having so much fun with AEW. I think AEW week to week, show to show, hour to hour, minute to minute is the better pro wrestling company right now, but that's besides the point because we're talking about the best story in pro wrestling and that is Roman Reigns. He is doing the best work and I don't know even how close it is because in terms of compelling stories, I like a lot of what's going on in AEW. They sure. don't have anything like this. And, and not even like, it's kind of unfair to even put it just like to AEW. We, I don't think we've seen anything
anything like this in terms of, of pro wrestling storytelling in years, Jonathan Hood, maybe decades. You got to know when it's happening. You got to appreciate when the good shit is here because it's not always here, but it's here right now, John. Now, the reason why that we can say that, Ryan, is because of what we talked about in the previous segment, that the WWE would just cut their own water off after like two weeks or three weeks right into a pay-per-view, right? <laughs> that's that's the reason why. I mean, that's the reason because it's like, okay, here's a, here's a, here's a two or three week program. Okay. And so now here's the blow off. Here's the match. Okay. So now what? Now you move on to the next thing. Well, wait a minute. Now, is this going to be a long-standing program where it's like maybe two, two or three months? Will this last two or three matches, two or three pay-per-views? That's the essence of wrestling. But when you just have, here's here's a, a one person against another person. They don't like each other. Let's do the pay-per-view. Now the pay-per-view is over. The match is over. Now move on to the next thing. Well, that's not long-term storytelling. The reason why this... And Edge and Rollins are so good is because of the long-term storytelling. Just when you thought that Edge and Rollins were done, there is another layer. There is more to it, right? And so yes. it continues to right. evolve. That's a story. And so, again, nothing against five-star matches and four-star matches. and the, That's great. But, Ryan, the essence of wrestling is a storyline building week to week to a crescendo where it's like i can't wait to see this match not two weeks of lame storytelling and lame booking then you get to a match where it's like a flat finish and it's kind of like okay so why did i even invest time in watching this for two or three weeks what the wwe is doing especially on the smackdown side is long-term storytelling and building towards something and so i give them full credit for that yeah, and it's uh, I yeah again the belief in that long term storytelling it makes it that much easier when you're dealing with a Roman Reigns and a Brock Lesnar uh, they're gonna have a little bit more say in terms of like you go to them and be like hey this isn't working let's pivot well that might <laughs> you might not get the 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 easy road that you were looking for essentially these are big personalities when you start a story with two men like this I'm imagining right. When Reigns came back at what, whatever it was, Royal Rumble two years ago, or whatever the timeline is now at this point, right? Um, they were looking at this Brock Lesnar showdown. You knew that this was coming down the pipeline. And when you're talking to Roman and you're talking to Brock, you're making assurances. You're building this story out. You knew that on paper this had the possibility to be something great. John, I don't even know if the main players knew it was going to be this good. I mean, this is no. really, really good storytelling. No, no, no question. And, and the third layer to this that I think we need to accentuate even more so, and that is Brock Lesnar, the babyface. So for years, we've seen him cheer, I like right? That. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. so we talked about Heyman, we covered Roman Reigns. What about Brock Lesnar? So who doesn't respect Brock Lesnar? Now, of course. The internet wrestling community, and rightfully so, criticized Brock Lesnar for being like the company champion or the universal champion, whatever, and would have a match and then go away for two or three months, right? He was kept special like Andre the Giant. He'd be the champion, but he'd just drop in on, you know, maybe a Raw here or there, major city here or there. He wouldn't do any house shows. While the entire roster is up and down the road for 300 days a year, Brock Lesnar would just drop in, defend the championship, and go away. And I can understand why the people are upset with that, because you, know, you this is an era of wrestling where you're used to seeing the champion every single week, either in a promo or in the ring. So I get that, right? But I think that there's a more of an appreciation now for Brock Lesnar than ever before because people have always cheered him when he's in the ring because he's a spectacle. Look at him. As Vince would say, he's a goddamn mastodon. 
oh god he's a mastodon like so because he's a big guy so i get that right but i think that there's an appreciation for brock now as someone that does not have Heyman next to him speaking on the mic and as a baby face never before no, and, and, and listen, I got a little bit of a glimpse of that in the UFC covering Brock Lesnar's mixed martial arts career. I got to see him in his, I, I would say closer than anyone has got to see him in his element because he is such a private guy. You don't get to you know hang out at his house. You don't get to see his uh, home life. You don't get to see his personal life. But I did get the opportunity on multiple occasions to just talk to him, to ask him unscripted questions in a press conference, to get his thoughts. I remember in his very first fight against Frank Mir in the UFC, one of the things that uh, was making the rounds with Lesnar was he was talking about how... Uh, had, how Frank Mir had broken Tim Sylvia's arm, right? And one of the one of the quotes in the lead up to that fight was Brock saying, "Yeah, he broke Sylvia's arm. Who gives a shit, right? Like, who mm. cares?" That was, and I remember asking him in the lead up before that fight, like, how much of that was you actually believing that Brock, and how much of that was sort of your pro wrestling bravado and 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 braggadocio, right? And I remember him laughing at me and kind of working his way around the answer, essentially saying, like, it's a little bit of both, right? But my point is, I got to see his personality. I got to see his playfulness. I got to see him answer questions off the cuff. I got to see him essentially cut promos without the shadow of Vince McMahon and the E looming over him. The dude has a serious personality, and, and, and we're, I think we're now just starting, to your point, the babyface Brock Lesnar, we could be seeing a whole new era of the Beast Incarnate, and that's got me super excited because, Jonathan, I don't know where that could go for Brock Lesnar. That's true. Uh, I, I just think that it's just an added bonus just to hear him speak and not have yes. all him and do the, yes. the promo for him. Just, again, doesn't have to, I don't need him in the ring for a 10-minute promo. And, and, and I, I don't know. And I don't think WWE wants that either because I think Brock left his own devices. He'd say some shit. Uh, so, <laughs> you think? You know, yeah, he's not going bullet by bullet and, and doing the, the usual WWE promo. So, I just think the added bonus is to hear him speak, to see him laugh, to laugh at this whole yeah. thing with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. And again, I can't wait to see that match because it's a different Brock Lesnar. Again, he's always been respected. And when he comes down, to, down the ramp, he's always been cheered because look at him, right? I mean, he's been special to WWE fans and wrestling fans for a long time. But this iteration of Brock, it just feels different. And this is why this is going to be a big match. And I, I love, even though it was kind of rushed, it was amazing how that worked, right? You go from the main event of SmackDown, and all of a sudden, here comes Adam Pearce and all the, chair, the chairs, the table, everything's being set up, and then boom, it just happens, right? And so all that was, I think, uh, thrilling on Friday night on SmackDown. And emanating, by the way, hold on, where are my notes here? From Southern California. I hate when they do that. You were in... in you were in Ontario, California yesterday. You weren't at just the Toyota Center. There is no place in California called the Toyota Center, WWE. I'm sorry that that's not big enough city for you, but it was Ontario, California. It's okay to say that. We can't say that, pal, because it's not L.A. It's Ontario, California, okay? And when you, when you go to Raleigh, it's Raleigh, North Carolina, not NC State, right? When you go to Lafayette, Louisiana, it's not Cajun Dome. It's Lafayette, Louisiana. It, it, you go to small towns, big towns, but give the city their respect, damn it. 
What are you doing? Man of the people. Man of the people, Jonathan Hood, here on a Saturday. Tell oh, me. Oh, on, on top of that, oh, by the way, did you notice at the beginning of SmackDown what pisses me off even more? So, I mean, I can't even sit down and sit my fat ass down and just enjoy SmackDown before I hear Michael Cole saying, well, it's a late arriving crowd here in Southern California. Well, no shit. It's 5 p.m. Pacific. What, what do you what do you think? You're trying to run a live show at 5 p.m. Pacific with bad traffic in, in Southern California? No shit. Uh, and by the way, I'm at I'm in Chicago. Why do I care about what the light? Uh, you got the lights down. Who cares if it's a late arriving crowd? Just show me the match, right? Yeah, don't even address it, right? Yeah, there is a point. What's the, what's the point of that? that? We're producing the show. Not that we're producing the show, but yes, uh, Jonathan, I would if, if if I was making the calls, just not say anything. You got, like you said, lights are down, matches are happening. You got the super size SmackDown. Brock Lesnar's coming up in two hours. You got this great Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch match. There's stuff you can talk about other than the late arriving crowd. Who was Michael Cole talking to there? I know that. And listen, I don't blame Michael. I know he's produced right there. Right? I understand that. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. why even mention it's a late arriving crowd? If you got the lights down, I can't see empty seats there. And by the way, if there was five people there, I got smacked down. I don't care who's there. I'm in Chicago. I'm watching on the big screen. It's a late arriving crowd. So if you see empty seats, it, I mean, it's sold out. Who are you trying to convince? <laughs> I don't understand that. Who are you talking to with that? So, last night, Jonathan Hood, we were talking about it. CM Punk kicked off Rampage against Matt Seidel. CM Punk and Seidel going head-to-head, essentially, with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns had some words this week on CM Punk. When we come back, we're going to tell you about those words, give you our thoughts on the blossoming beef, and yeah, we're going to dive into that great rampage as well. We are just getting started here on a Saturday edition of Busted Open. I'm Ryan. That's Jonathan. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back. Busted Open Nation, we are back on a Saturday. I'm Ryan, that's Jonathan Hood, in for the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. You're hearing the music from our team over there. We got Guns and Andre bringing us back to corn right there, System of a Down earlier, Jonathan. There's a reason they're both doing that. I actually saw corn and uh, System of a Down last night in Las Vegas. Oh. Concert season is upon us, Jonathan, and I'm getting it in. I was in Aftershock last weekend. I was at John Fogarty last Wednesday. I told everybody that when this pandemic was, well, I mean, it's not over but i mean i'm obviously fully vaccinated and getting back to somewhat of normalcy uh, i was going to be getting it in jonathan and i am getting it in i am saying no to nothing i'm saying no to nothing sir you know i know last time you and i were working together we were talking you were talking about getting back into the concert scene and so seeing corn that um long time metal band going back to the 90s is still cranking out now do they have a new album out or or they playing the classics yeah, it was all classic. Same with System. I think it was one of those, they're doing a short, like, West Coast tour. I don't know if someone needs some money or someone got some payments to make. I'm not sure what it is, but it was like a seven or eight show little mini tour. And uh, what I like about that, Jonathan, especially in a city like Las Vegas, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of like in a pro wrestling way. Like, if you have, like, a, a double or nothing or a SummerSlam, it's like this one sort of tentpole event and the entire country sort of turns out. Uh, System and Corn have the ability to do that. Their fans were in full force. It was like 18 thousand it was a full sellout at t-mobile and not just was it a sellout uh the fans were hyped jonathan and that was exciting i could i would say that they that corn in particular is kind of like uh 
alternative metal instead of heavy metal. Would you disagree with that? It doesn't seem heavy. Yeah, no, they're, yeah, yeah. They're like a new metal. I mean, they were, they were heavy. They had their, I mean, in 1994, I thought Jonathan Davis was a legit demon. Like, I thought he was like Satan incarnate, right? Uh, so they were heavy in sort of their own way. But yes, as time has gone on, the, the sound, the rap rock, right? Them being linked to Limp Biscuit in the late 90s, the new metal sound. Um, they've, they've, they're, they're not traditionally have traditional heavy metal, thrash metal, what you might think of like heavy, heavy metal. No. Well, well let me ask you this. So how was, how did it line up? Who was the Lee Moriarty against Bobby Fish. Who was who was the undercard? Who was the main event? Oh, the, the actually the Lee Moriarty was a uh, a band called Russian Circles out of your neck of the woods, Chicago. They don't have lyrics. They're an all instrumental band. It's like doom metal. Holy shit! Russian Circles was awesome. That went right into Corn. That went right into System of a Down. And that was all after. Jonathan Hood, I was I, as I was driving down, I was streaming the last half an hour of Rampage, and then the uh, or the last or the first half hour of Rampage, and the last half hour of SmackDown. I was watching that in my car as I was driving down. Uh, my God, what in terms of just like energy and excitement? That was a, just me personally. I'm a damn the nation, damn you, Jonathan. I'm just talking about me personally. <laughs> last night was a very exciting night uh, for myself. And listen, uh, again, it's great having the content back and doing all that fun yeah. stuff and uh it's great having live events back getting into the pro swing of pro wrestling i know we've got some callers out there yes. that were actually at rampage last night i'm very excited to catch up with them specifically i want to hear about that minoru suzuki and brian danielson match my god jonathan that yeah. elbow that suzuki landed to brian danielson is 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 the american dragon okay today on a saturday is like is are his teeth intact well i'm watching that last night and I wrote this down, watching it last night. Yes, you did. I, I wrote down, I couldn't help but to think about uh, Brian Danielson and his medical issues he had with WWE with those stiff shots. That's what I wrote down. When I saw that forum, that's the thing I was thinking. I wasn't saying, oh, I feel bad for him, I feel sorry for him. I couldn't help but to think, there's a reason why that you were out for a few years, right? And he, and yeah. that so and I want to make sure, and I think people start to to realize this now. This isn't the yes yes sports entertainer, uh, Daniel Bryan. No. This is the guy who I paid good money to see in Chicago, in Detroit, uh, in Indiana, wrestling for Ring of Honor. That's who I paid to see. I, I'm seeing the American Dragon. You know why? Because that guy has a focus. He's not, he's not really worried about the crowd. He's just coming down the ramp and looking to beat someone's ass and, and ready for a fight. That's the American Dragon. For WWE fans that did not see the American Dragon, that's a guy that I saw before he came to WWE. A focused ass kicker. That's who he is. And he was ready for the fight yesterday. He enjoys the fight. Like, that's like, he's a mm -hmm. sick son of a bitch that Brian Daniels. Oh, like, yes. He's a yes. twisted pro. I mean, all pro wrestlers are twisted, right? Like, I say yes. the same thing about mixed martial artists. If, if you choose this as your profession, you got to screw loose, right? But then there's guys like a Nick Diaz in the MMA space or like take a pro wrestler who's been outspoken about the business <laughs> and the bumps and how they don't really like it. Maybe even like use a CM Punk, right? Like, at yeah. different points, like where you feel like the business was breaking them or whatever. Brian Daniels. Danielson is psychotic. Like, he loves this shit. He yeah. loves the broken blood vessels and the sore muscles. And maybe, hey, if he did get a little loopy from that forearm last night from Suzuki, that sick bastard probably enjoyed it. Yeah, I think he did. Uh, and you can see the ebb and flow of that match where you kind of think that he did. I, uh, I, I, But you can see the big difference. I'm so glad that Brian Danielson's back. And you say, well, he was in W. No, 
that wasn't Brian Danielson. That was the guy that was taking bumps, but it wasn't as physical because it's a WWE yeah. style. It's a, it. Listen, it's as plain as the nose on your face. You can see the difference between the guy I saw at Ring of Honor and the guy in the WWE. Now I'm glad to see the American Dragon back. That guy was having these classic matches with Samoa Joe and CM Punk and so many others in Ring of Honor. That's the guy that I enjoy seeing. I'm glad. Hey, if he's happy, I'm definitely happy as a wrestling fan. Yo, as we talk about happy, Brock Lesnar was fucking happy last night. Brian Danielson was happy last night. The fans were happy last night. Like, listen, I know there's a lot of toxicity. No pun intended as we're talking about system of a down, right? Uh, uh, I know there's a lot of toxicity, toxic, you know, whatever going around in the business, right? People are feeling a certain way, especially if you only live on the internet. And that, look, at, just look at the faces of your favorite talent. Everyone is having fun. Have fun. We're having fun, Jonathan Hood. It's a fun goddamn time. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's very much fun. There's no doubt. Um, because because now everything is must-see. Who's going to say what, yeah. right? Who's going to make yes. the next comment? Yes. And so we're going to lead into that as well because now when you get this cross-section of wrestlers talking about other companies, clearly everyone's mm-hmm. watching you, each other's shit. Uh, clearly that's the case, right? If clearly. you're a WWE guy, yes. you're watching AEW and vice versa. So you're trying to have this measuring contest to see, well, who's having a better show? Who's having the better matches? Roman Reigns, a guy that also made some comments as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I did tease that, right? I said we were going to talk about Roman Reigns. We are going to talk about Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns with some very poignant, pointed words, I should say, about one Phil Brooks slash CM Punk. That's when you know shit is real and people are paying attention. When you've got people addressing the competition, when you've got people going back and forth, and not just people, right? Top people big dogs like roman reigns giving his thoughts you know we are living a special time we will get into roman reigns's comments on cm punk but before we do that let's take a quick break when we come back i want to catch up with the nation jonathan these listeners out there have been waiting patiently we will get to roman reigns we'll let what do you say this we'll uh, we'll start our two with that roman reigns cm punk oh, yeah. back and forth we'll get into that we'll talk about roman reigns we'll talk about cm punk we'll talk about tony khan having some words for the wwe as well we're going to do all that when we start our two but when we come back it's you nation line up those calls 877-344-4893 we're talking pro wrestling when we come back here on a saturday i'm ryan that's jonathan keep it locked that we've been going out and seeing Andre. You were at Knotfest last week, right? Hell yeah, I was at Knotfest. And he goes, hell yeah, I was at Knotfest. We're all getting it in. We're all getting back to normal. Feels good, doesn't it? It feels oh, good. That we, yeah. we, it feels good, especially when you got a couple of uh, Midwestern bands. So Slipknot's from Des Moines. So, right. so, Look at so you. we got Chicago earlier. Your heavy metal, the heavy, heavy, heavy metal trivia from Jonathan Oedir. <laughs> so there you Represent. go. Represent. That's right. And I just, speaking of, uh, I just was, I was at Aftershock last week in Sacramento, saw Mudvayne. So as we talk about the Midwest, Mudvayne, Chicago, Mudvayne getting back into it, doing shows. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. So much 
so much music, so much uh, anger as we talk about <laughs> Slipknot and Corn and all the. But hey, we we need some cha- we need some channeling of those emotions. We need some outlets, and we got pro wrestling. We got live events. We got live music. We're slowly getting back to normal, and it feels good. Speaking of live events, Rampage was last night down in Miami. We got Chase in Florida who was at the event and not only was Chase at the event Chase I saw you last night on Twitter it looked like you had some pretty good seats too man how you doing doing all right good morning to you both hello what Chase sorry for my voice first off man <laughs> it's a painful morning after a wonderful evening of professional wrestling and yes wanna, yeah if you give me a second I want to paint a picture here I've been I'm 35 been a wrestling fan, been to Armageddon's in 99, been to WrestleMania's, I've seen The Rock, Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I saw Triple H or Stephanie McMahon turn on her father. But I've never been to such a party feel event that is AEW. And that match between Brian Danielson and Suzuki was the best wrestling match or imagine any match I've ever seen live. It was just such the emotion, the ups, the downs. You you feel for Daniel as he's taking those shots and uh, Suzuki's playing the bad guy. You know, you're, you're wanting to root against him and anytime Daniel would take those quick pins, you're jumping into it, you're getting out of it, you're just what what an amazing match. And then to see CM Punk back, uh, I, I can't speak about how awesome that show was. To end, no one likes Top Team, but to end with Jericho getting, Jericho getting pinned, they got me singing Judith on TNT. What an amazing night, an amazing show, and I get to do it all again tonight for Dynamite. That is awesome. Hell yeah. That is awesome. And Jonathan, listen, man, uh, and Chase, thank you for the call, man. I am so glad that you had fun down there in Miami and have a blast tonight at Dynamite. I don't think that is going to be a tough request to uh, sort of answer on your end, Chase. Uh, and, and, you know, listen, uh, Jonathan, to Chase's point about the party atmosphere, you and I, I was at the first Double or Nothing. We were both at All Out. We've been to a, a few now AEW shows. Sure. Um, and, 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 yeah, to Chase's point, we've been to a lot of WWE shows, too, and we've grown up in that era. I'm 38. You're a little bit older. But we've seen a lot of pro wrestling, Jonathan. Uh, I will. See, you can speak to Chase's point. I can speak to Chase's point. That party atmosphere, that feel, it is absolutely palpable. You can feel it when you're there. It's something different. It's like... I used to go to a lot of those, uh, I still do, the ROH anniversary shows. They used to, they had a bunch of them out here in Vegas, right? That you went to a lot of ROH shows. Yes. That's what it feels like to me. Like if you took the party atmosphere of a, of a, of a ROH anniversary show and then blew up the crowd by like 10 times. You took the, you know, the 2,000, the 2,500 or whatever and made it 20,000 and you put them at the Allstate Arena or you put them where, you know what I'm saying? That's right. what it feels like. We're like an elevated sort of party experience for the pro wrestling world when you go to an all-elite event. Yeah, Ryan, you feel like that you're in, in someplace special, and you feel like the people around you feel the same way you feel about yes. every kick, all yes. the intensity, everything. That, I mean, that's the thing that you really love the most. And so going to AEW shows, it does feel like you're at a party. This is not casting any aspersions to the WWE. We're just saying that the AEW fan 
even if a match is a B plus or a C plus, it is elevated because the fans root for everything. I can only speak for Chicago in that yeah. no matter who's coming down the ramp, whether it's Dark Elevation, whether it's Rampage or Dynamite, fans are rooting for even the, the underneath talent, right? Because they see the underneath talent as something special eventually, right? So there's a number of wrestlers that we can mention, like uh, the Dante Martin, is that the yeah. kid? Yeah, he's going to so, be in action tonight uh, against uh, Malachi Black. So I mean, a guy like that, I mean, people are standing up on their seats just to see him wrestle because they know that he can be a special talent. He's not even 25 yet, I don't believe. But just even the the, the young talent that's on Elevation of Dark, they get pops too. It just shows you the fans are rooting for everything AEW to try to lift this company as high as they yes. can. Yep. Speaking of AEW, you're going to head out to the state of Ohio. We got Victor in Ohio with some thoughts on AEW. Victor, you got about 30 seconds. What you got for us? Go ahead, Victor. 30 seconds. All right. Uh, I wanted to say something about <laughs> Roman. And, uh, yeah, hit us, man. What you I got? I've seen something he said that AEW isn't legitimate because he doesn't think the fans are hardcore. Well, I drove 19 hours from Ohio to Jacksonville to see the Revolution pay-per-view and five hours to Chicago to see CM Punk's debut. So I think that's BS. All right, my friend. Hey, Victor. Hey, hey, Jonathan, to Victor, to what Victor just said. Victor, keep this in mind and thank you for the call. Listen. Roman Reigns knows AEW's fan base is hardcore. That's why he's talking about them, right? That's, That's right. Roman Reigns in character. When we come back from break, we're about to dive more into these comments from Roman. We're going to get his thoughts on CM Punk. But I, I don't think there's any question that there is a little bit of smoke and mirrors happening there with Roman Reigns. He's trying to get you in your feelings, Victor, and it's working. Yes, he's working you, but you got to realize that he is working you. And by the way, if he's against your favorite uh, company or favorite star from AEW, that's a good thing. Because usually at WWE, yes. no sells everything. They usually say, don't mention AEW, don't talk about them, talk about us, which is a good policy, by the way. It's a good policy. Yeah, even, not, in, even, in, even in terrestrial it's radio, business. like I work for ESPN yep. Chicago, we're not supposed to talk about the competition uh, that's in our city. And so that's a good policy. But when you start talking about the competition, that means there is a concern. Also, they're working you, the fans, saying, oh, you watch AEW? Well, they're not very good. You know? So, I'll But it's, it's, it's very compelling because that's, that's really not the WWE style, but it is now. And that is exactly why I love doing this show with you, Jonathan. That historical context, you're not wrong. We have not lived times like these for many, many years. And by God, does it feel good. Hit them with that Jurassic Express. We're taking a quick break. 60 seconds. We're back with more Busted Open. Coming your way here on a Saturday. I'm Ryan. That's Jonathan. What's going on? Jungle Jack Singer. Perry! Jungle Jack Perry! Saturday, you're playing the tunes that I love, boys. 
Keep it up. We are back. I'm Ryan here on a Saturday. We got the one and only Jonathan Hood in for the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And Jonathan, man, I feel like we barely scratched the surface in what was not just a wild Friday night in pro wrestling, pro wrestling history, but what was a really uh, fun, wild sort of uh, emotional week in pro wrestling is Tony Khan was dropping bombs and we got Roman Reigns dropping bombs. We got the shows living up to expectations. I mean, I feel like we're beating a dead horse here, but no, 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 exciting, man. We're living living exciting times. No, no, you're not being a dead horse, Ryan McKinnell. You're not. You know why? Because it has to be said. No, you're not. Because it has to be said. It's great. It's great right now. And we have to be able to talk about that. Hey, you and I, we don't necessarily have a dog in the hunt. We're just talking about the landscape of wrestling being hot. We'll say it a million times because people need to know, like, no, wrestling is hot right now. And, again, AEW and WWE, you know, going head-to-head, taking on one another, taking shots at each other. That's great, I think, for the overall genre. I agree. I agree. Now, speaking of taking shots uh, at the competition taking shots in general. Roman Reigns, the head of the table, the big dog, the tribal chief, whatever you want to call him, he is a force in the professional wrestling world. And not just recently, but for the last half decade plus, obviously I think we know the history of Roman Reigns. We don't need to dive into it too much, but from the next golden boy in WWE to one of the best heels in the business the work he is doing right now specifically is some of the best that i've ever seen in my life now the flip side of that is we talk about great work in professional wrestling well a man who's been doing great work in professional wrestling for many many years and one of the i've talked about it on the show the man that brought me back to professional wrestling in 2010 2011 uh with i was live at the thomas and mac for the pipe bomb uh it was around the nexus time it was uh coming off the straight edge society of course i'm talking about cm punk right two of the best in the business cm punk and roman reigns well in an interview with complex Roman Reigns had some thoughts on CM Punk. And I'm going to read this for the nation, Jonathan Hood, that I want to get your thoughts on these words from Roman Reigns. This is a little bit longer, so stick with me, nation. But uh, this is Roman Reigns too complex. And again, this is Roman Reigns with a little bit of uh, thoughts and words on one CM Punk. Here we go. So I answered a question similar to this a while ago, and it falls back to what our audience wants to see. If our audience wanted to see it and they were clamoring for it, couldn't shut up about it, and all the stars aligned as a businessman and as a performer who was trying to seek out the very best for the audience to try to captivate captivate i wouldn't say no but i mean on a personal level it doesn't do anything for me that's not going to elevate me at all he's older now he is he's talking about cm punk i haven't really seen a full match i've seen a clip or two and to me a step or two has been lost he continues Then he also got his ass whooped in the UFC. I don't think anybody really believes someone 200 pounds soaking wet with no explosive bone in their body could ever really do anything to me. I'm 6'3", 265 pounds, a legitimate athlete who can throw some weight around and has been on the gridiron at the highest level. D1, all ACC. I probably would have maintained in the NFL if my health issues didn't happen when I was 22 years old. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, I'll throw him and pretty much the rest of the roster out of the club no problem they're just little brothers you know that is Mm. the tribal chief 
Roman Reigns laying down the law in an interview with Complex. Jonathan Hood, your thoughts? CM Punk has lost a step or two, huh? Well, how can you tell that if he's, you've only seen a clip or two? You have to watch a wrestling match to determine whether or not a wrestler has lost a step or two. So the idea that you've only seen a clip or two is bullshit. So I call bullshit on that. And then from there, you talk about, um, he, he talks about how the AEW is a little brother. Well, listen, there's an arrogance with the WWE. Uh, because they do, because they are the big dogs in the yard. Yes, because of their TV deals, because it's uh -huh. run by a billionaire. I, of course, we understand that. AEW has a long way to go to be able to catch up with the WWE as far as in-ring, as far as television deals and everything else. You know what? You know who knows that? Tony Khan knows that. So uh, the idea that Roman Reigns looks at AEW as a little brother and that he doesn't think much of CM Punk and the veterans in that roster, that's fine. It, it's typical WWE, and it, it's okay to have that confidence. Hey, look, Roman's not cocky. He's convinced that the WWE is the top dog and it will remain that way. So it's, a, it's a, his opinion. I got no problem with it. Well, here's the other thing. Like, uh, I, I like that Roman pulls from reality right like i think we, we we talked about this a little bit in hour one this is definitely roman reigns in character but like a good character in professional wrestling you pull from the strands of reality and the truth is is yes yeah, cm punk did get his ass kicked in the ufc and yeah it's true in terms of athleticism cm punk can't hold a candle to roman reigns but this is good you first of all this is good if you're a fan of professional wrestling because you have a guy like Roman Reigns acknowledging the competition. You have him addressing a CM Punk in character and sort of basically cutting a promo on him. This isn't something we're used to. This isn't something that you're seeing a lot of. And and, and, and listen, Jonathan, if you're anybody in AEW, if you're Tony Khan, if you're CM Punk, if you're whatever... This has got to brighten up the room. This has to make your week. The fact that the tribal chief is out there uh, taking inventory, making comments, right? Even yeah. even like you said, and you read between the lines, say, well, I've only seen a few clips. Well, then why are you sitting here comment commenting on it? Like you said, you're calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. You've seen, if you're watching 205 live matches for Mike Bennett and critiquing his work <laughs> and trying to make the business better, I promise you, you're watching Phil Brooks matches. <laughs> Exactly right. That's a great point because Roman is that veteran leader that was talking to 205 Live guys coming through the curtain and giving them advice. So, right. of course, you're watching. Right. Look, you're He's paying attention. He's paying of course. Attention. Look, look we're, we're, we're guys that's on the radio and we provide content. You, you think we're just we're not listening to other things to be able to find out whether or not we, we can compare ourselves to another station or to another, you know, to another host or another show the way they do things? Of course. When you're in the business, and again, this is all entertainment. We're entertainers. The wrestlers are entertainers. You're you're comparing and contrasting what you do to what they do. So of course, the, so I, I'm, I do not believe he's only seen clips of CM Punk. He's watched the matches. He's watched the shows. Uh, I bet if we had a secret camera in, I'm sure, like back in the day of the Monday Night Wars, I'm sure that there is a monitor watching AEW and then watching their own product. I think both companies are probably doing that because you just want to see how you measure up. And I can understand that because that's the business. Also, if I was an AEW, uh, 
I would be wanting to see what Roman Reigns is doing just because I'm a pro wrestling fan. Like I would, I you still wouldn't be able to remove that little fire inside me, that little like that that kid sort of kid like spirit where like I'm always gonna love pro wrestling. And if you have someone putting on generational storytelling, I'm gonna watch. I just as a fan, and I do believe the vast majority of workers they might you know if they're in character they might not admit it to you on the street or if you're at a signing or whatever. I, I don't know. I think the vast majority of everybody in pro wrestling are pro wrestling fans because you kind of gotta be to dedicate these many years and this much time to the business jonathan oh by the way right and you know this is gonna happen in some cm punk promo or some being the elite youtube there will be some reference to what roman said about cm punk and about AEW. it's gonna more than likely it'll be on dynamite but definitely be like on some youtube show from like being the elite it'll be something there'll be some kind of reference to the big dog saying about cm punk losing a step or talking about the little brother AEW. so they're gonna make fun of that and as you mentioned AEW's gotta be thrilled that roman reigns the face of the wwe is talking about them in any way i mean again Disparaging comments, positive comments, you're talking about AEW. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so, also, don't let anyone fool you. So, someone say they're not paying attention or we're not paying attention to the competition. You know, we're not acknowledging. No, 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 no. You're paying attention. The competition is there. Not not in, any, like, any real sense, like, right? Like, like, in terms of bottom dollar, in terms of money, okay. Like, AEW's not getting a peacock type streaming deal right like right. they don't gotcha. have the 70 80 90 years of history of uh, 40 years in terms of the modern era in terms of basically uh the wrestlemania era right like they're 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 playing catch-up but my god jonathan what a game of catch-up they're playing because they've got a lot of people paying attention including the best wrestler in the world and specifically the best wrestler in wwe and that's roman reigns and like you said good bad and different he's talking about you that's a good thing again it's a great time to be a pro wrestling fan can i just say this and and ryan I understand that it's a marathon and not a sprint. I mean, I know that when you read the screed of um, tweets from Tony Khan, he thinks it's a sprint, but it's a marathon, right? Like, so because these shows are not head-to-head all the time, Dynamite has to do what they can to be able to increase their audience, and Rampage has to do what they can on Friday nights and try to get more viewers on YouTube for their shows. But Tony Khan made a mistake last night. In his haste to try to measure up to the WWE last night, and again, I loved all of it yesterday, but he made a mistake. And the mistake mm-hmm. that he made okay. was uh, putting Suzuki and Danielson on YouTube and not at the beginning of Rampage. That was a mistake. And I don't know what the numbers are because, as you well know, being in the radio business like me, when you're against the WNBA Finals and Major League Baseball and college football, right. the numbers are small anyway. It's small anyway, yes. right? You're not. It's, it's not four. It's not four point five against four point four like the Monday Night Wars. It's not that. But I'm I'm here to tell you, and maybe we'll find out next week, next month, months down the line. Ryan, they made a mistake last night. They wanted to have this buy-in show, which you didn't need, right? You you didn't need a buy-in show, but they put the buy-in show on YouTube to measure up against SmackDown, and they put a match that was trending for hours, Suzuki against. Danielson as the main event on a YouTube show on the buy-in when it actually should have been CM Punk taking on um, CM Punk taking on Matt Seidel that should have been the main event on the buy-in it should have been switched 
Imagine Sasha okay. Banks. No, just think about it. Imagine Sasha Banks and yeah. Becky Lynch against Minoru Suzuki and Danielson. Well, that's one thing you can't argue. Those were the two best matches of not just last night, but of the week. And having them go head to head, yeah, Jonathan, that would have been pretty badass. Now you now you make them choose. You know what we saw last night? Mm. We saw CM Punk and Matt Seidel have a nice match. And by the way, nice jobber yes, intro on match. Matt Seidel. But nice jobber intro for Matt Seidel. I know they had time limits. I get it was time constraints. I didn't like that. I'm with you. I didn't like yeah. that. When you have a star, the level of CM Punk, and presumably you're having some casual fans tune in or you're trying to grab a new audience, what does it say that you're putting Punk against a guy that doesn't even have an entrance? To your yes. point. Yeah, so nice jobber entrance for a guy who is a very, very good wrestler, Matt Seidel. Yes. And they had a, and they had a nice point, match. But, but, Ryan, they had a nice match. But in your haste to try to measure up, and again, it's a marathon, not a sprint, you threw on that YouTube show, Tony Khan, because you want to get us some of the SmackDown audience. Okay, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. We, we'll see the numbers and all of that. But the trend last night was, oh my God, Suzuki and Danielson, there was a New Japan Pro Wrestling type match, and it was the main event on YouTube. That, imagine that being the first match. Imagine if that's the first match on Rampage. It's it's nine o'clock Central Time, and boom, no commercials. That's the first match. Everyone was talking about it, and then you put that against again a really, really, really good match with Becky Lynch against Sasha Banks. The reason why that that match was good on SmackDown is because Sasha Banks is kept special. She's in and out of the company, right? So when you do see her in a great match, it's like man, it's great to see her because she doesn't have bad matches, right? She's the steamboat of this era in which you see her out there. It's like, boy, she never makes mistakes. She's so smooth. Ryan, again, maybe it'll be discovered this weekend numbers-wise. Maybe we'll find out down the line uh, next week. But that was a mistake by Tony Khan, trying to measure up. People were talking still this morning about that matchup between uh, Suzuki and Daniels. It was trending. They weren't talking as much as uh, as far as Punk and Seidel. That was a nice match, but that was sizzle. The stake was Danielson and Suzuki. The stake was that forearm to Danielson's jaw. Sweet Jesus, Minoru Suzuki. Would you take it easy on our heroes? I yeah. get it. You're a legend. You fought Ken Shamrock. You fought Bass Rutten. You fought Frank Shamrock. You're a king yeah. of pancreas. You're one of the baddest motherfuckers to ever exist in mixed martial arts or pro wrestling. You still got to protect the American Dragon at all costs. <laughs> My God. He wanted that, it, though. He I, said, that made me stop. Yeah, I, that's and that goes back to the sick bastard that is Brian Danielson. He definitely enjoyed it. That man has a screw loose. We all got a screw loose. We're all pro wrestling brothers and sisters here on a Saturday. Quick break. We are not going anywhere. We still got a couple hours coming your way. Weekly winner kicking off hour three, and we're about 15 minutes away from being joined by a man who, well, listen, you might know him from the pro wrestling world on the independent scene. His name is Brady Pierce, but you've also seen his work on Heels, where he's been doing some stunt work as well. We're catching up with Brady Pierce as well from Heels in about 15 minutes. A stacked, busted open, still coming your way. Two more hours to go here on a Saturday. I'm Ryan. That's Jonathan. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more from a great Friday night in the pro wrestling world. Don't you go anywhere. The brightest minds in combat sports are on Sirius XM Foundation. Now, are, are you Edge Light? No. No, you're not, man. I can admit that I was wrong. 
you are decidedly your own man. You are Seth freaking Rollins. But because of that, because of that, I gotta end this. Because if I don't, our families continue to be affected by this. Now, I could go to your house. I could have a chance encounter with Bex. I mean, heaven knows we have some history. But I'm not going to do that. You see, I am going to channel it. I am going to change the look in your eyes from this point forward. I am going to leave you a husk of the man that everyone sees now. I'm in his head. Think about it. I have out-manipulated the master of mind games. And if that's not a mental advantage, then I don't know what is. I have spent more time in that cell than Edge has. I know what that structure does to people. I know what it's done to me. I've been calloused by the cell. I've been scarred by the cell. Look at me! Look at me! Look at me! Look at me, Jonathan Hunt! We're back on a Saturday! It's busted open. I'm Ryan McKinnell. That's Jonathan Hunt. <laughs> that was... Agent Seth Rollins, very vascular promo work, very veiny, very vein-popping uh, promo work by those two gentlemen last night on a Friday night. Jonathan, <laughs> very, very, uh, very high-energy promo work from those two. And listen, uh, Jonathan, again, this is something this feud has been happening for a while. I feel like to an extent with Edge it almost feels similar to what we saw with Randy Orton and his feud, right? Like very dark, very, uh, very personal, very, um, very menacing, right? We're getting another sort of wrinkle in that with Seth Rollins. But when you talk about a Seth Rollins, obviously it's not a Randy Orton. It is a different story. It is a different sort of uh, layer to the to the to the to the onion, if you will, right? And we got that last night a little bit with Edge calling out Becky Lynch and saying, "I could go make an impromptu stop by your house with old Becky." right like i i like where this is going i like where it has gone but it does feel like it needs to end thursday at crown jewel at hell in the cell yeah i mean i'm not off the mark in that no um i thought it was going to end before from the last time that they wrestled yeah, i thought too. that that was i thought it was a yeah. great, great way to end like so and here's why because seth rollins is going to be on your tv every week and edge is not so i thought that once you stretch it out edge that should have been it but no there's another match and again i can watch these guys uh, wrestle 10 times uh, and never sure. get tired of it because they are very similar. But once again, you look at storytelling, right? And the promo that Edge had, and I love the sitting in the ring on a, just a steel chair, spotlight on him. Edge is probably a top three promo in the WWE and definitely top 10 of all of wrestling because uh, he says, we're so much alike. I underestimated you. I will scar your soul. Things like that, right? Again, you lean he in a little bit. He was going to make him a husk? Said he was going to leave him a husk of a man? I don't even like, is that like a corn reference? Like, what? Yeah, either way, I, I like the usage of husk. Yeah, yeah, like, okay, so you know a corn husk, like once you, you know, once you get rid of all of the stuff around the corn, it's just the corn, right? But if you're a husk, you can be thrown away, right? I'm from the Midwest. I know about corn. So, so the whole thing. And shell of a man's been overused already. So you can't right. say shell of a man. Saying, it's, a, says it's, a, it's, a, it's a new way to say shell of a man. Andre's on it. He's got yeah, it. So you, yeah. you, you throw you throw the husk away because you don't need it. You're just trying to get to the corn. Uh, so I, I love the the great storytelling by Edge by again right to the camera telling you how serious he is yeah. about this. And then Seth Rollins. 
Okay. And by the way, it's great that he has another crazy suit. He looked like a deck of cards, by the way, uh, the what he was wearing yesterday. I don't know where he gets these uh, these crazy suits. His, Probably the his, uh, his outfits. His outfits yeah. and his cackle both are absolute signatures of Seth Rollins, man. Oh, well, no, everybody laughs on SmackDown, whether it's Sasha Banks, Seth Rollins, Happy Talk. Everyone does laugh. Everyone has an outlandish laugh. Everyone's laughing no, on like, SmackDown. Don't, don't ruin this. No, no, damn it. Don't ruin this for me. Let, let this be special. Let me not pay attention to that. Now all I'm going to be ever able to pay attention to on Friday is who's having the weirdest laugh. Thanks well, I mean, for that, well, Jonathan. I appreciate hey, that. It's on the show, man. You can't avoid it. Everyone's got to laugh. Every, everyone's, everything's I was happy. avoiding I was avoiding it. It was the Seth. It was, it was the special <laughs> Seth Rollins laugh. Now it's not special. Now it's all I'm going to be paying attention to. Thanks. I just don't know. I, I, just, I don't know how that's any different than like uh, the, the happy talk or Sasha, everyone else. Everyone just laughs on SmackDown. Nonetheless, uh, so with Seth Rollins, so again, we talk about storytelling. Seth Rollins is happy yeah. and he's laughing and everything, y'all. And then he's, he gets serious. And I like that because there's range there, right? Oh, I'm just got this yeah. Bella laugh. Oh, it's Edge. I went into your home. Ha, ha, ha. But then... You're talking about when he flipped to the, I was scarred. I've spent more time in the cage than you have. That's right. Look what it's done to me. That see? sort of thing, right? See? When he, when see, he flipped but, that switch. Yeah. But you see the range there? Because now yeah, that comes... Awesome. So, so he comes across as deranged, right? He comes across as like, nothing bothers me. Wait, this bothers me. And he goes back and forth. So you could, again, it's not the Seth Rollins we saw even a year ago. It's a different Seth Rollins. That's wrestling, man. Ryan, it, back in the day, that would have been Seth Rollins in the in the matchup against Edge a few months ago. Him leaving the territory, coming back after a year, and then having this persona. In the same company, he is been two or three different Seth Rollins, right? Now he's Seth freaking Rollins with a, with a problem, right? Because he's happy, he's sad, he's up and down. And so that shows range. And so that's why, once again, even though we've seen this match a lot, Hopefully this will be a lot different here in Crown Jewel, but I love these two because they are very similar uh, in their approach, promo and wrestling style. Yeah, that's a great point as well. Styles make fights, and mm -hmm. both of these guys, um, yeah, they've just got... Uh, they're just beautiful in the ring together, man. Either way, like, watching them wrestle anybody outside of one another is great. Like, I'll watch Seth Rollins wrestle a broomstick, and same thing can be said about Edge. But you put them in there together, again, with their promo work and their ability to draw up emotion. Um, two special, special talents. Uh, I'm with you 100%. Listen, we're about five minutes away from being joined by uh, Heels' Brady Pierce. Before we catch up with Brady, uh, I want to get your thoughts, Jonathan, on some odds and ends from SmackDown last night. Some mm -hmm. final thoughts. Not final thoughts, but before we get to Brady. Um what would you think about, we didn't really get the return from Sonya Deville uh, that we were thinking. It was more of a teased return. We did get to see some action, though, from Sonya. And listen, I like this. Drag them along a little bit. Clearly, people are excited about a return of Sonya Deville. Let's drag it out a little bit more. I didn't hate what we saw last night on Friday. I know, because it extends the storyline of Naomi. They yeah. really want to give Naomi another shot. I just, I'm knocking on wood, knocking on my head, knocking on it. I want her to stay healthy because they're going to they're gonna go with her again, and I like it. Sonya Deville is a, Deville is a heel. She gets Shayna yes. Baszler as her meat shield last night, and Naomi got screwed in that two-on-one <laughs> handicap match. So hopefully we Sonya Deville can get hers uh, and Naomi can get over, and then these, now you're off to the races with Naomi. But I'm hoping, 
I'm hoping because she's got a great entrance. She looks great. Uh, she's got a great promo. I just want her to stay healthy because they're going to try to put the rocket ship up her again. So let's see if she can, if this holds this time. Because last time, wins the championship gets injured. Hopefully this will work this time. Yeah, yeah I, I'm with you. I mean, in terms of being a total package, you'd be hard-pressed to find uh, someone more capable than Naomi. It's like you said, it's timing, it's health, it's it's can everything fall together in the right way. I think I think the entirety of the pro wrestling world is rooting for no, Naomi, Jonathan. She yeah. seems like a really easy person, character, whatever word you want to use, to root for because, listen, we've been around for a lot of it, right? We remember the Funkadactyls. We, we, yeah. we, we've been on this journey with Naomi all while looking at her and being like, sweet Jesus, that woman is chock full of talent we yes. want to see it all jonathan hood i want to see that and then there's the there's the yin and the yang of that uh ryan so the other side of that is zelina against carmella can i ask you a question and yeah. i wrote this down yesterday hey what happened to the women's revolution what happened why, to why do they hate why do they hate this this is the inaugural brother i am with you a thousand percent this is the inaugural inaugural queen's crown tournament that is supposed to run side by side the king of the ring i don't know if there is one of these fucking matches jonathan excuse my language that has went over three minutes it's right. disgusting right right see what happened i like like obviously the, the becky and sasha that was the best of the best Fine. see charlotte's the best of Fine. the best yes. But what, yes what about the rest yes. of it yes. though what and so, so now yeah. we're going we're now we're turning the clock back 10 years and having these women go out there for two or three minutes well, wait a minute what happened to the revolution what happened to that yeah what happened yeah I, I, like if i if what i want to see if i want to see two or three minute matches i'll go to the attitude era and just watch you know it watched the matches then, you know, Braun Panty's matches for two or three minutes when women roll around. That these women have deserved again the right to be able to have more minutes out there. These matches are too short. What the hell? Where it happened there? Not just these women in, in terms of uh, Carmella and Zelina. Yes, that's what's most fresh in our mind. But it, it siphons down to the rest of the locker room. What does that say to the other workers that are sitting there watching? You have this big space. You have this big uh, tournament, this this Queen's Crown tournament, right? It's being promoted. People are talking about it. And then they go out there and tell you it's worth two minutes in each individual match. It just It's very easy to see how that would bring the morale down and how it would make people feel a certain way. I hope I hope they remedy it. I don't think they can remedy it enough in time for Crown Jewel. I think this Queen's Crown Tournament is an absolute wash. I don't care if the finale is 15, 20 minutes. I don't care. Leading up to it, you've told me that it's meaningless. Do better in year two, WWE. Do better. When we come back, Brady Pierce from Heels coming up next here on a Saturday edition of Busted Open. I'm Ryan. Ask Jonathan. Don't you go anywhere. Back on a Saturday. It's Busted Open. I'm Ryan. That's Jonathan in for the world's strongest man. Mark Henry and Jonathan my God, what a Friday night we got in the professional wrestling world. We've hit a lot of it, but even that said, we barely scratched the surface. We haven't even really dove into fully. I think we could do a whole hour on Minoru Suzuki oh. and Brian Danielson and that epic that we saw. YouTube, TNT, TBS, USA, Fox, I don't give a shit where you put that match. I am here for it. I hope that is not the last time we see those two. Now, speaking of being there for it what were your thoughts on the main event 
of Rampage last night with uh, that American Top Team Inner Circle Showdown. Uh, I have my thoughts. Obviously, I operate in both spaces. Uh, long time in the mixed martial arts game. I'm just curious. You don't have that same window that I do. Right. You're you're watching from a different perspective. Did it play well to you that main event last night? Well, it starts with Dan Lambert because he makes all this work, right? Dan Lambert is yes, an American yes, treasure. Yes. He's an American treasure because he knows he knows how to get heat, and he's an old-school wrestling fan, right? So he, he's the guy that is the stick in the beehive that he, he pisses people off. He's the old man, get off my lawn. And I think it works, it works well because there's a guy that knows how to get heat. He knows how to be able to use the promo and the spoken word to get over. And so to see Junior Dos Santos, who is, by the way, I know it came across as it's the first time he's ever been in the ring. He actually has wrestled in Mexico, so we know... He, he, he was not foreign to him, right? Him, Scorpio Sky, and Ethan Page against Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager, and Chris Jericho. So this tells me, this whole match just told me that this is going to lead up to Chris Jericho against Masvidal at some point. However, I, I, I don't know, from my standpoint, I'm okay with it because it, it, it really elevates Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, right? I don't know what AEW thought of those two. You know, maybe six months ago, maybe a year ago, but at least they're in something that's meaningful. And whether it's heat or go away heat, it's a good thing. They're in a faction that matters, uh, at least to those that say, I don't like this or I like it. At least it matters. People are talking about it, right? So nothing wrong with that. But, I, but here's the thing. This is where MJF is right. It's almost like Chris Jericho is putting himself in spaces in different areas of the company where he can get noticed. Dude, you're a Hall of Famer. You don't have to be uh, something that you're not. Are you ready to take on an MMA fighter? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're already established. But there's MJF... Like a yeah, Go ahead. there's like a, I feel like there's like a cosplay element to this, right? Like where yes. I and I've said this to friends privately, where I'm like, I feel like Jericho's like kind of like booking himself into these sort of fantastical storylines that he wants to be a part of. Like I remember when Jericho came out with like the biker gang, and he had like they all came out with motorcycles and cuts, and like they were all sort of like all aces and aced out, right? Like, aces and eight. <laughs> out yeah. if I could sorry, try to say right. that three times fast right yeah, but you get, get what it. I'm saying right and, 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 and it felt like a little bit again like that last night where it was like you know Jericho wants to be an MMA guy he wants to you know have that extra layer of t I don't know what the idea is I'm just it, there, I do to, to your point and to I guess MJF's point there is an element of that and that's what's great about MJF though he's operating with a little bit of truth right it, it, he, he says you're putting yourself in a position to make yourself relevant I, that's the promo that MJF said about Chris Jericho when they had their battle. So I, I don't have a major problem with this. I like to see where this is going. We saw Dos Santos w was physical. He had a knee strike. Uh, he did not look uncomfortable in the ring. I know people will say no, he he's got a lumbering yeah. neck, but he but but it's not like he was. Uh, uh, it wasn't foreign to him. He was in there, and that six man. He it's good for him to be a six man because he can hide there. He has a couple spots there. He had a big uh, power slam. So he did some things there. Uh, so I'm totally fine with that. But you know what also resonated with me is Sammy Guevara. That dude went from a uh, from a cutter to a Spanish fly. I think you're all in the same move, yeah. which is amazing. I mean, that it's guy is. is right he, I mean, he he is he is special. So I enjoy that. But I think you know that's my standpoint. But you're closer to MMA than I am, and the UFC than I am. And I just want to know with all the others that come around America's top team. 
how does this work for you as someone that covers MMA and wrestling the, in the blending of the two? Does this make sense to you? Well, I, I think it always makes sense because I've talked about it before, right, that the, that the businesses of pro wrestling and mixed martial arts have been running side by side for decades, even before it was mixed martial arts, when it was no holds barred, even before no holds barred existed and there was Pancrase. And I mean, there's just all, I mean, you go back to Ali and Anoki and you can go back even before then, right? Like yeah, the history yeah. of these two businesses are inexplicably linked. So I never have an issue when you blend the, the lot, blur the lines, excuse me, or, or mix the realities or whatever you want to talk about, right? Um, um, in terms of Junior Dos Santos, American top team, Jorge Masvidal, and everything we saw last night, uh, I think specifically as we talk about Dos Santos, my expectations were super low. I he's a he's a he's a he's a heavyweight. He's uh, doesn't English is not his first language, right? Mm -hmm. So in terms of cutting promos, um, I was I very curious about how that was going to translate. To your point, he's got Dan Lambert. That obviously helps a lot. That's why yes. Dan Lambert is there. I understand that, right? Uh, but even with all that said, I thought junior did a better job than i was expecting like i loved the fact that he let jake hager put him through a table with yeah. a or not which was essentially what that was and I, I i would love the conversation beforehand i have this idea that that like jake hager's in the back and and that, that maybe there's grand plans about like maybe a bellator showdown between hager and junior dos santos and hager okay. just going up to him was like listen junior you you know you're gonna beat my ass like let me get this let me let me get this one moment in you like you know how our actual fight's gonna go let me get my let me get my like please Junior like you know what I'm saying like that's right. the way it felt like to me is that this is all building to a bigger story that there might be some crossover in a mixed martial arts cage I hope that is the case right I will say this uh, for as much as I liked what I saw from Junior and what was essentially his first match as a professional wrestler I do hope there's more to come because I think as Excalibur pointed out last night with the stats and the history Junior Dos Santos is one of the greatest heavyweights in UFC history now he is on a four-fight losing streak. He is no longer a UFC fighter, and he's got finished in his last four fights. He is a shell of what he used to be. That's besides the point. You yes. can still sell him as a dangerous man, and you can sell him on his history. And frankly, in terms of a Jake Hager, an actual match against Jake Hager in a Bellator cage, Junior Dos Santos would wax Jack, Jake Hager. Hager almost lost to what was equivalent of like a substitute teacher in his last fight. All due respect <laughs> to Jake, I'm not a fighter. I'm certainly not an undefeated fighter. Jake Hager is nowhere near the level of Junior Dos Santos, and they're super similar in age. Hager is not a spring chicken. The dude is old. He's been around forever, right? But again, the story I like, I like what I saw from Junior. I obviously like what I see from Dan Lambert. What I don't like is what I see from everybody else at American Top Team. Jorge Masvidal, Paige Van Zandt, Austin Vanderford. This is a public service announcement. If you like money, specifically if you like that sweet Tony Khan long money, shut up, stop smiling, and stop treating this shit like a summer vacation. And this isn't just coming from me. I'm probably, I don't want to speak for the wrestlers in the back or anything like that, but you know there's an element of that. When those workers who have been dedicating their lives to these stories and risking their lives for these stories and these characters to see a Masvidal come out cheesing, to see Pays Van Zant come out and joking and laughing, your heels! 
your heels you're supposed to be trying to draw heat stop treating this like it's some sort of field trip in seventh grade this isn't supposed to be fun you're not supposed to be having a good time lose the smiles that pisses me off jonathan hood watching these folks be like that well you have to talk to the booker of the year about that don't you you got to talk to Tony Khan about that. You got to talk about. You got to talk to the agents in the back about that. That's yeah. all about communication. Yeah. It's amazing in the in a business that's about communication. Sometimes communication is lost. So if that is the case, that's something they they got to shore up and get better with when they go back on screen again. I mean, if I'm watching in the back, I'm thinking, well, yeah, it's a work. But you don't have to tell, let the audience know it's a work. Like if you're, right. he, I mean, like D- Dan Lambert's not smiling at anything. Dan Lambert is crazy. No. He's, he's, selling, he's selling the shit out of everything, John. Yeah, but, but it's only because he's a he's a wrestling fan and understands what the business is about. It's about from his his standpoint, it's about getting heat. Now, again, for Paige Van Zandt, I mean, if you want to be a cool heel, that that works only to an extent. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, it only works to an extent when you're a cool heel. You want to be that, that's fine. But for Paige Van Zandt, if she's a cool heel and she's taking selfies and not taking it seriously, fine. Let her get in the ring, right? I want her to be a part of the AEW roster as a as a performer. Point is, though, is that if if you have a problem with that through through your eyes, your lens of an MMA fan and a wrestling fan, and you see that from the MMA fighters, that's something the AEW is going to shore up. It, 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 if you're a heel, unless you're a cool heel, you should be taking it seriously, putting that beat down on, and not laughing about it. Yeah, right? No, and I, I don't know if it's yeah, one hundred percent. And maybe it's maybe I'm hypersensitive to the issue. I don't know, but uh, no, I, I obviously, I, I mean, no, I mean it's you, you deal with it, right? You deal with it in both worlds. If I'm just an MMA fan, uh, you, you'd be like, well, how can you watch pro wrestling? You know, it's it's this, it's that. Uh, you know, it's I used to watch when I was a kid, but you still watch that shit. I get defensive about that, right? Well, <laughs> in, in 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 pro wrestling, the same thing. I get defensive about mixed martial arts when people talk about like, oh, they're not as tough as they seem, or yada yada, or they don't respect the business. Whatever the case may be, right? Yeah. I see it from both ends. But then when I see what is very clearly a mixed martial arts stable coming over from that world and not showing, in my eyes, the respect that the wrestlers, the workers, and the business deserves by you essentially treating it as a joke. And I don't I don't think it's like you're trying to get heat that way. I don't think you're trying to be the cool heel. It reads more like, to me, that you don't get the business. Dan Lambert, he gets the business, John oh, yeah. Hood. The rest of his stable, eh, I don't think so. Well, 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 that's a problem. That's a problem when the manager gets more heat than the actual guys in the ring. That's a problem, right? Because Dan Lambert's not going to beat anyone's ass. He's just going to talk you in the building or talk you to the screen, right? That's his job. But he's not rest- he's not wrestling, so you want to make sure that the 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 guys that's in American Top Team has as much heat or more than the mouthpiece. And you you struck on something because you to your heart really is you know I mean you're a great broadcaster, but also you're a matchmaker because what you put together is something that is a shoot. That could be extend be an extension of the storyline. Imagine Junior Dos Santos against Jake Hager, and it's still part of the storyline, and it's not a predetermined finish. Mm-hmm. It's, it, that's what you just. Well, I, mean, you just pre, you I mean, I know the outcome. I know. I know the outcome. I know yeah. the, the finish. But no, yeah, you're, no, no, you're right. no, no, no. But but, you, <laughs> but but we don't know 
We don't know because it's right. not a pro wrestling match. It is a it, imagine Jake Hager against Junior Dos Santos in Bellator, and it's an extension of the storyline that we just saw on Friday night, right? It's like, well, hey, Jake Hager, yeah. he had his ass we beat by Junior Dos Santos. That's an extension of the pro wrestling storyline for AEW. So that match actually yeah. should happen because that helps Bellator, and it also helps AEW because it's still part of the story. Yeah, and now imagine this. After all that shit I talked, Jake Hager actually goes out and beats Junior Dos Santos in a mixed martial arts fight. What does that do for Jake Hager? Right. And le- but either way... I can't deny it. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but either way, it's an extension of what you just said, an extension of that story. It's a win-win. Cause, cause, yes. Because, yes. because that, cause that's legit. <laughs> and it's a new way to tell a story. Right. For everything that we've seen in pro wrestling, right... And everything that we've seen in mixed martial arts, at that sort of level, and I again, I know Junior's on a, a losing streak and whatever. The fact is, Jake's undefeated, right? Junior is a former UFC heavyweight champ. They're both at you know in this sort of primetime placement AEW. If you can bridge that gap and you can bring it over into Bellator and you can tell a story simultaneously in two different organizations, in two different sports, in two different forms of entertainment, I am definitely intrigued by where that could go. So I didn't have a problem with that main event uh, for for Rampage, yeah. but I'm but again I will tell you, Ryan, it, it should have been in hindsight. In hindsight, Danielson and Suzuki should have been the first match, and the, that main event of Rampage probably should have been the last match. That's what should have happened last night. And again, the numbers will prove it out. But if you're trying to if you're really trying to measure up against the WWE and SmackDown with their extra half hour. Put, the match that trended, the match that people are talking about, was Suzuki against Danielson, how physical it was. And again, that would be a, a contrast of styles as a fan, too. Do you want the physical brutality of AEW Rampage, or do you want right. the silky smoothness of the women's match of Sasha Banks and Becky? I mean, either way, it was a win-win for all of us wrestling fans. Yeah, yeah, good problem to have. Good mm-hmm. problem to have. Mixed up the times there on our guest, uh, Brady Pierce, coming up in hour three, not hour two. So we'll catch up with heels, Brady Pierce, coming up a little bit later in the show. Jonathan, as we talk about last night, uh, listen, we're about 15 minutes away from Weekly Winner, where we're going to give the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling out to the nation. The issue is we've got a dynamite coming up later tonight, a Saturday night dynamite. So we're going to have to navigate those waters. Oh but again, good problem to have because I don't know where Weekly Winner is going to land, but I can promise you this, Jonathan Hood, it's going to land in the last 24 hours. It's either coming from Friday night or it's going to come later tonight on Saturday night. 24 hours of pro wrestling chaos. What, no. What, no, 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 no. Just a second. Just a second. It, it, it is amazing. What, what, what? McKinnell already has laid it out of exactly and, and actually given it up of exactly who's, who's going to be the weekly winner. Maybe I have Raw. I'm sorry. Was I? Oh, yeah. Maybe you have Raw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm going to be a gold medal Olympian in track and field. You know what I mean? Like, maybe, and, and, maybe, yeah. on this maybe I'm going to have a Lamborghini before 2025 is over. <laughs> maybe, like, what, like, maybe I'm going to have my own show on Fight Nation 156. You can open one hand and shit in the other. See which one is going to fill up quicker. When we come back, Nation, we're going out to you on a Friday. Could be the NWA. Maybe it might have been NXT UK. You don't know what the weekly winner is. You're pointing at a blank page, Jonathan Hood. You're pointing at a blank page. We know damn well that it's going to a Friday night. The question is, which show on Friday night? 205 Live. Andre 205 Live? Yeah. 
All right, now you guys are just being assholes. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch up with my friends. I'm gonna catch up with my friends at the Busted Open Nation when we come back because I can't count know. on you guys. Just quick break here. What about MLW? You don't know. <laughs> here on a Saturday all-time low. We're all getting back into the swing of things. Even our man Guns over there getting in the live music experience. This is Ryan McKinnell. We're back here on a Saturday. Got the one and only Jonathan Hood in for the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Jonathan, we've been keeping the nation waiting patiently throughout the last two hours. What do you say? Pay them off? Catch up with some of the nation here? Absolutely. Love to find out what they think of a great Friday night of professional wrestling. Let's do it. Let's head down to the state of Florida. Well, who uh, got a taste of that great pro wrestling, especially in the live uh, sector last night? We're heading out to Florida in the city of Tampa to Haley. Welcome in, Haley. How you doing? Well, actually, it's Helen, Roman Reigns' number one fan. Hello, Helen. Oh, Helen, 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 Helen. Helen, I should know that. And guess who I'm going to blame for typing Haley? That's right. Guns, you absolute bum. How dare you do this to Helen, who has called dozens of times on a Saturday show. Guns, you know Helen. What is your problem? I know Helen. Helen, I apologize. I just can't. God. You're the worst. He's the worst. Helen, welcome in. Hi, Helen. All right. I I miss Mark today, but... Just so Busted Open knows, any of you hosts that are on there, you are all interchangeable. However they shuffle the cards and have you guys on there hosting, the show is wonderful. I love all of you. Now, Thank you, I Helen. want to say something Thank about... Thank you, Helen. Like, and, 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 and Helen, since we're intercha- hey, Helen... Helen, sorry, since we're interchangeable, can you tell Sirius to all give us the same paycheck? Because I would absolutely love a Mark Henry paycheck. I would just, I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there in the ether. That's all I'm saying. I'm sorry. Continue, Helen. (laughs) I I know. It's not right sometimes. I know. But but first of all, I see a a lot of titties on WWE. A lot of titties. All right. I'm just going to stop at that. And AEW, titties? I said the other day. Yes, did Hel- Helen, 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 did you say, Helen, Helen, did you say titties or kitties? Titties, or, or as the king used to say, the puppy. Oh, I see. We don't need okay. to Okay, all right, Helen. Charlotte, Helen with the titties. Charlotte can wrestle in a leotard and still be wonderful. You don't have to show all of that. So I don't know what's kind of going on there, but <laughs> AEW, Jackson. Yeah, this fan. Uh-huh. That's right. I, I, um, with the SmackDown, it kind of seemed like the same SmackDown. It just went longer, and they put the best part of the night on at the end to compete with AEW. It was the same stuff. When I, as soon as I saw Carmelo and Zelina, I said, it's going to be a minute match. So I already channel surfed over to the other station. So mm. when I turned back a minute later or whatever, Zelina was up there sitting in the chair. So, it's like, come on. So, no, I'm not going to pay for the pay-per-view. You know, I, luckily I got the fire stick, but... <laughs> right, exactly. Helen the G. Yes, of course, of course, of course, of course. I'll, I'll be so glad when Edge and Seth are done because Edge is going to have a stroke 
in the ring. Just let it, just let it be done. I'm just, I'm sick of them too. And um, Jericho, just remember to uplift the other guy. Both shows are great. I love both. I missed Wednesday night. I was, I was going through withdrawals. And yeah. I'm going to enjoy having something else to watch on Saturday night because last Saturday night, boxing was a hot mess. But so this will make up for tonight. She's a combat sports fan. Helen, I love it. The, I was going to say, Helen, is she, she's a combat sports fan. And thank you for the call, Helen. Titties and fire sticks via Helen here on a Saturday. My goodness, think, Helen. That was a uh, <laughs> that was a journey. I think that's a good name that's for our show when we're together. Titties and fire sticks. <laughs> I, think I thought my mind was going in the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really concerned about where I was at. I thought, anyway, I'm glad we got clarification on that. One more call because this man has been waiting very patiently. Ricky in Orlando with some thoughts on AEW. Ricky, you got about 30 seconds. What you got for us? Hey, uh, just real quick, um, looking forward to Dynamite tonight uh, with Hangman speaking yeah. tonight. Uh, I want to know if he wins the title at full gear. Do you think it's time for the Bullet Club to invade the Supreme? Uh, which version of the Bullet Club? Right. <laughs> the current version of the current version of the Bullet Club versus Super Elite. I, I don't we'll have interest in that. You, I, I, yeah, I, I was gonna say, Jonathan, what's your inch? What? Yeah, I don't either. Not the current version. Now, a former version. Uh, uh you know, like. I, I I don't even know. I don't even know how is, they would is, do that, John. Right, is, he, is he talking about Haku's kids, part of that Bullet Club, and and Azaza? Yeah, about God. Yeah, yeah, God. So he switched blade, God, like, God and, and a bunch of Phantasma, uh, Bay, Chris, Chris Bay. Chris Bay. And, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I'm not really interested in that. Not for me. No, there's no. there's just the the yeah. For me, the the story isn't there. But but. Maybe down the road, potentially something like that. Members' allegiances get split. Maybe more free agents pop up and they go back to the Bullet Club. Listen, a lot of possibilities on the docket in terms of where pro wrestling could go. Speaking of the business of pro wrestling, we are about a minute away from the start of Hour 3. And you know what that means. It's Weekly Winter Time where Jonathan and I give you the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. Don't well, there you go. That was me with Ryan McKinnell on Busted Open. It's me, Jonathan Hood, here. And, of course, I always hook you up, right? Always give you something a little extra. Uh, this is a last-minute uh, substitution as Mark Henry could not make that Saturday edition of Busted Open on Sirius XM Fight Nation. So I filled in for Mark, and so there you go. So that was um, on Saturday before uh, Dynamite took place from Miami. So in our next episode of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, we will... Um, be able to get ready for Crown Jewel and also talk about some news and notes around uh, professional wrestling. And don't forget, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday is proudly brought to you by Manscaped, manscaped.com. Use the promo code HOOD, my last name, H-O-O-D, H-O-O-D, and you'll get 20% off. Hey, guys, when it comes to grooming tips, you know you need some help down there, right? I mean, listen, your balls will thank you, right? 
uh, your <laughs> the below your waist will thank you so much for being able to get that lawnmower 4.0 smelling good and also being able to have that deodorant that you need. All the essentials for a man, even for a gift for the holidays, it's perfect. Manscaped is a new sponsor for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, so I hope that you support them just like they support us. Manscaped.com. Use a promo code HOOD because we all could use a little help down there. Even I am a customer of Manscaped. Thanks as always for listening to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Just tell people, John Hood Talks Wrestling, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday on this podcast, and of course, on Busted Open, Sirius XM. <laughs>